What's up everybody? As of two days ago, I am 23 years old and I need you to still trust me because I'm a novice. What's up everybody? Episode 19. I'm your host, Sammy St. Ledger. This is Trust Me, I'm a Novice, the podcast about connections. We are talking science, psychology, spirituality, and about ourselves. And you heard it right, as of two days ago, I turned 23 years old. My birthday is March 8th. So today, as I record this, it is March 10th, but it is still my birth week. As far as I'm concerned, you heard that right, birth week. Yep, we're celebrating all week. I have a party tomorrow for my 23rd birthday, which I'm looking forward to. I say party, more like small gathering. But (laughs) that being said, in honor of another trip around the sun, we are talking about self today and we are diving into a new perspective on aging. Trust me, trust yourself, and trust the process because we are getting things started. first time i'm going to try and freeball this episode for those of you that don't sit with me behind the scenes while i talk to myself aka every single person listening right now usually i have a phone with just a list of bullet points and i go down those bullet points as i talk to you and then wrap it all up but today i don't know it's a new year let's let's try something new (laughs) okay But getting into it, yes. So like I said, two days ago was my birthday. I had a really nice birthday and I'm really looking forward to the rest of the celebrations that will be happening. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Before I even get into that, you know what? This is just a funny side conversation before we get into the whole topic of today. But I don't know why. There are some people that really don't understand celebrating birthdays. And I remember, oh gosh, uh, yeah, I'll share this. Back in the day, I had an ex-boyfriend that was like, I just don't get why girls celebrate birthdays like that. He's like, why are they so over the top? I just remember he was so negative about people enjoying their birthdays and the way girls will just throw, whether it's big parties or they'll like, I was just saying, make it a birth week or a birth month. And I, <laughs> and then at that point of the relationship, I probably should have been like, oh, this is, we should break up. But eh, you live, you learn. But it's just kind of funny because I'm so enthusiastic. We talked about Valentine's Day, how it's fun even just to celebrate the little things. And when it comes to birthdays, just like Valentine's Day, it's about little simple things that you can do and ways you can enjoy things. And I guess if you're anybody listening that has that opinion of why do girls go over the top with their birthdays? Ah, fun fact. It is, in fact, because we can. We can. That's all. That's really it. It's an excuse for girls to look good. It's an excuse for girls to decorate. It's an excuse for girls to buy presents, give presents. You bet your ass I will have a birthday queen sash across me as I stumble home. Literally. (laughs) And maybe a tear off for a good measure. Nah, it's just an excuse to celebrate. And I think that's why a lot of times girls love it. If you've ever been up late at night and thinking about why girls are so over the top for birthdays, that's the reason. It's just an excuse to have fun. So... Yeah. But enough about that random tangent. Today. Today. (laughs) Today. Uh, (laughs) I'm trying to see how low I can get with my voice. 
Today, what I wanted to talk about was really just the perspective on aging and how I think there's such a better perspective we can take when it comes to getting older. I'll start by saying while I was excited for my birthday, I'm very aware that not everybody likes birthdays. Birthdays, like many other monumental moments, like perhaps New Year's for some people, they bring about this idea of, am I at where I plan to be? And what did I quote unquote achieve this year? And it's odd and it's really easy to get anxious. For me, it'd be anxious, but or even depressed, get down on yourself if you had a plan and that plan fell through and it's been a full year and you look back in the year and aren't necessarily as thrilled with what happened. But I think there's a better way to look at things. And with that, We are mixing it up a little bit today, and I want to introduce you to a clip from Oprah. It wouldn't be, (laughs) I was about to say, it wouldn't be Oprah without my birthday. It wouldn't be my birthday without Oprah Winfrey, but I wanted to introduce you to a clip that I listened to just the other day again that talks about aging. In this clip, I'm going to play for you. Oprah Winfrey sits down with the late Maya Angelou. We talk about Oprah a lot in this show, but Maya Angelou was a phenomenal woman. She, oh God, if you ever had the chance to hear her story, I highly, highly recommend it. In the many, many years that she had the opportunity to walk this earth, she has done so much for so many people. She's written beautiful books. She walked with MLK during the civil rights movement. She was a singer. She was a mother. She's done so much. With that, let's listen to this clip of Maya and Oprah talking about aging. And while we do this, I want you to pay attention to their energy. Here it goes. Now, as we sit here, you're (laughs) 85. Yes, ma'am. Yes, as we're 85. What can you say about the 80s? Oh, my goodness. Do it if you can. Do it if you can. If you have a choice, choose the 80s. Oh, my goodness. I mean it. If you've been caring for yourself, you know, moderation in all things. Yes. And even moderation in moderation. Don't get too much moderation. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But but, uh, that's a tweet. (laughs) Don't even get too much moderation. Moderation in moderation. That's right. Yes. But when you get into your 80s and you find that you're still looking kind of all right and and people still say, hello, hello, hello. You think, hmm, I'm glad I got this far. Yes. In the May issue of O Magazine, uh, we talk about aging brilliantly. Tell Mm. me what you've learned yourself about the aging. You know, because I think I learned this from you and what a wonderful mentor you have been for me for aging with grace and appreciation and heart and just embracing it. And I see so many women around me who even as early as their 40s and some even in their 30s, they're, they're trying to, you know, Botox themselves oh, and, pity. you know, change themselves and fighting it, just fighting it, fighting it all the way. And I always look at it as, just as you were saying, my God, whatever age, I think about the people who didn't make it. I know. As I sit here at 59, I think about all the people who didn't make it to I 59. Know. And so were you ever anxious about it? Were you ever, oh, I can't believe I'm turning 40. I can't believe I'm 50. I can't remember ever being anxious about it, even when I was very young. Um, 
I mean, I've always wanted to, to reach that other age. Mm -hmm. As far as I can remember, I thought that if I could live to be 20, yes, you know, it was going to yeah. be really wonderful. And then 25. And, and then 30. Oof. My goodness, I was just going to, it was a knockout. <laughs> oh, every, every age, I've, I've been grateful. I talked to you about this years ago. Yes. Is being grateful. Yes. Grateful, just constantly. Get up in the morning. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Thank you for this day. Thank you for the light coming through that window. Thank you. Thank you that I'm breathing. Thank you. Thank you for everything. Thank you for the phone call that told me that I have the job. Thank you even for the phone call that told me I'm not wanted anymore. Thank you because I know you have something better for me lined yes, up. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. One of my life uh, seminal moments, I was, had, had the farm in Indiana. You remember the farm? Yes, I do. And I was in the bathroom because there were people at the house and I closed the door and I was sitting on the toilet seat and on the bathroom phone calling you and I was crying hysterically about something. I don't remember what it was. And you said, you know, I was calling for your open, empathetic, loving embrace and you said stop it that's right S stop it right now that's i want right. you to say thank you and i was saying but you didn't hear me <laughs> you didn't hear what i said and you said no i want to say it i want to hear you say it and i went thank you what am i saying thank you for and you said because you know god has put a rainbow in the clouds for that's you. it yeah that's it that you was girl. life changing for me yes darling Yes, darling. So when whatever it is hits. Thank you. Thank you. Because I know something better is on the road for me. Mm. So you fired me, good on you. And very good on me. Because what I'm going to get, darling, you would long for. <laughs> mm. Darling. Yes, darling. Now I let that clip run a little bit longer, but I wanted to also include that honestly, absolutely beautiful story that Oprah talks about at the end where she's explaining being so sad and crying and calling Maya and having Maya say, say thank you because for whatever you're going through, you're going to get through it. Which first off, I think that's stunning. And I couldn't think of two better women to reference and hear from two days after International Women's Day. March 8th is my birthday, but it's also International Women's Day. And those two women, Maya Angelou and Oprah Winfrey, have done so much. So anytime for me, I'm allowed to and have the opportunity to hear from their wisdom, it just fills me up with so much love and positivity and passion and really trust. As I say that, getting ahead of myself, I told you before we listen to the clip, if you could pay attention to their energy when they're talking about aging. Just like we were talking about right at the end of their clip where they talk about dropping into this more energy of gratitude, you can tell that that same energy of gratitude is being carried through their entire conversation on aging. I love the way Maya says, if you can make it to your 80s, do it. And I like especially how she was saying that. And she said in other clips as well that I've watched in other podcasts that she thought one decade of her life was so good. And then the next one, oh my God, it was even better. And I think especially while that clip was older, as many of you know, unfortunately, Maya has since passed away. But that doesn't mean her wisdom is not and will always be priceless. But in that clip, Maya's in her 80s and Oprah is at the end of her 50s. 
we're hearing from women that have lived phenomenal lives in many ways and very, very difficult lives. I think that's important to note. But what stands out to me is the fact that, and what really stood out to me the first time I started listening to interviews about aging, this is not the only time Oprah talks about it within her podcasts, but looking at aging from that perspective of gratitude and taking it a step further, really taking a step back, sitting and thinking about everything that you've learned. I think it's crazy that they're referencing now decades of their lives. But even moving smaller, when we look at just simply a birthday each year, it's a complete year of your life that while maybe things didn't go the way you planned or maybe you're not exactly where you want to be, it's also a year of learning. Every single time something bad happens, you learn from it. No matter what, you know, what's the saying? I heard Megan Thee Stallion say it the other day, the the rapper, if you're unfamiliar. But that you grow through what you go through. And I think no matter how difficult perhaps this year could have been, other years could have been, when you approach your birthday, it's such a time to sit back with yourself and be like, you know what? That sucked. And I did it. And I got through it. I am proud of myself. And maybe that's not something you say to yourself often. It's not something I say to myself often, but... When you can sit back and just remind yourself and past even just thinking about getting through really difficult times, thinking about all of the other great things that you got to experience that year, no matter how small. We talk about mindfulness on this podcast. We're big into mindfulness. One thing that I like to do the night before my birthday and my mom, shout out Kim, always instilled this in me. When I was really, really little and I would be laying down to go to sleep, She would say, okay, so tomorrow's your birthday. Think about all of the good things that happened to you when you were eight or whatever age I was at the time. And I would lay down and I would pretty much just imagine all of these memories and all of these things that had happened to me over the year. And usually I'd focus on the good things. I was also young, so there were copious amounts of good things to focus on. But I have taken that with me every single birthday. It was last night, or I'm, I say last night. So now it was three nights ago, right before it turned midnight on my birthday. And I was just sitting back and thinking about, honestly, my reaction was, damn. Like, I was very much like, 22 was insane. 22 was probably one of the hardest years of my life, if I'm being honest. But also probably, no, I, for, I almost know for a fact, the largest amount of growth within a year that I have ever gone through. And even just acknowledging that was huge. Looking at the little things, I think about how I lost a lot of friends, but I gained phenomenal new ones. Or even past that, I really, really focused on relationships that were adding to me. And I learned what it was like to keep good people around you at all costs. Even if sometimes that cost can be your reputation. 22 taught me that nobody's going to go after their dreams but me. 22 taught me that the only person stopping me from going after my dreams was me. 22 taught me that We all need to read more and that we all need to walk more. 22 taught me that change is ultimately for your benefit. 22 taught me that people drop out of your lives 
almost always for your benefit. 22 taught me that it's okay to unlearn certain things and replace them with new things. 22 taught me that so much of how I've grown up has actually impacted who I thought I was supposed to be. 22 taught me, for the love of all that is good in the world, do not judge a book by its cover. Especially now I'm referring to people. That every single person always has a story, no matter who they are and no matter where they're at now. 22 taught me that if you ask for help, you will receive it. And this could be asking other people, but it also could be asking a higher power. 22 taught me that sometimes people come into your life very, very briefly, but they can have a massive impact on you. 22 taught me that family is forever and you got to keep working on it and family is a constant practice. 22 taught me that I will only be judged by others as much as I judge myself. 22 taught me that you will not always be able to control the narrative of yourself that other people spread. And that's okay. Because anybody that thinks poorly of you based on a rumor or a story shouldn't be in your life to begin with. 22 taught me that it's okay to do the things that you like just because you like them. 22 taught me that your career doesn't always have to be for the benefit of others. 22 taught me that your life doesn't always have to be for the benefit of others. 22 taught me to speak up when something is wrong. And 22 taught me that when you speak up, you very well might not be liked after that. 22 taught me to be as kind as possible, but never ever let your kindness be taken advantage of by other people, and never be so kind that you self-sacrifice for others. And hell, 22 taught me, if you're not dancing with me, I don't want it. (laughs) 22 was full of so many dance parties once the COVID regulations lightened up from having to sit at all times. I don't know why that, that one stands out to me especially, but really going off of that, that you make your own fun and you can always make a difficult situation fun. And 22 taught me that anybody that judges you deep down is judging themselves. When I think about the way aging sometimes makes people anxious or insecure, we talk a lot about on this podcast about the way we set timelines for ourselves that actually don't exist that we think we have to act in a certain way at a certain time that has never actually been set in stone. I'm still dealing with that anxiety of not being where I want to be, and I think it's okay to acknowledge it, but in many ways to just let it go and accept every inch of where you're at at this given moment, no matter how scary it is. Aging, like I just mentioned, also can make people insecure. I think it's crazy in that clip of Oprah and Maya talking how they were saying as young as 30 now, people are already worried about aging, more specifically women, but it extends to other genders as well. There are girls my age and honestly guys too that I've talked to that are already saying, oh my God, I'm so old. I remember I was in the bathroom at a bar the other day and one girl came out and she had a birthday sash, you know, queen. And I was like, yo, happy birthday. And she was like, oh, thanks so much. Yeah, I'm 23. I'm so old. (laughs) And I was like, 
I forget. I must have been feeling altruistic because I was like, well, I'm like, don't think of it like that. It's like, think of it as you completed another year on this planet that was full of so much more learning and wisdom and love and growth. And she was like, half drunk, kind of looked at me, was like, I like that. (laughs) But I think it's so true. I think we could focus on the negative. But when we think about it from that perspective, it just opens up so many more areas in our lives that we could be grateful And trailing back to the conversation about aging and youth, from a societal perspective, the pressure is especially heavy on women that as we age, we look older. And there's this pursuit of youth that is impossible in our country, especially for women, because unfortunately, we still are in a world that primarily values women for their appearance. And that doesn't mean everybody does, but I think a lot of times society as a collective has forever and for the sake of making money in addition to other things and situations of objectification where women are viewed as objects but that because women are so tied to their beauty and because they're taught from a very young age that that gives them value as they age they think they lose value i think of older women that at some point have described feeling invisible to people as they age and now that in my mind is heartbreaking but I think that fear of aging brings in an even bigger conversation of what are we valuing in our young girls and in our women in general? And how can we remind ourselves to view ourselves as people first instead of just something to look at? Also, in honor of International Women's Day, one of my favorite books was written by Rupi Kaur, who is a brilliant young woman and the author of Milk and Honey, in addition to many other books. But she is a poet. And one of my favorite poems by Rupi goes like this. Quote, I want to apologize to all the women I have called pretty before I've called them intelligent or brave. I am sorry I made it sound as though something as simple as what you're born with is the most you have to be proud of when your spirit has crushed mountains. From now on, I will say things like, you are resilient, or you are extraordinary. Not because I don't think you're pretty, but because you are so much more than that. End quote. Milk and Honey is a great book. Fun fact, for my birthday, my sister actually got me the second book, The Sun and Her Flowers, also by Rupi Kaur. But that book gives me chills in general, and that poem I love to bring to the conversation, A, in line with International Women's Day, but also B, in line with our conversation around getting older and fears of aging and things of that nature. I love how she says, I want to apologize to any woman that I called beautiful before I said something like brilliant. Aging and getting older and looking different and changing can be scary, but it doesn't ever decrease your self-worth. How you look has nothing to do with who you are. You're a human. You naturally are as worthy as every single other person on this planet, no matter how you look. And that goes for every single gender identity. So in line with that, as Rupi said, when your spirit has crushed mountains, each birthday and perhaps every day if we can, I think from here on out, Let's take the new perspective of being grateful for all we have grown through, being grateful for all of the great people we are surrounded by, and being grateful that we've made it another year. And perhaps, by extension, excited for what's to come. 
I have absolutely no idea what 23 has in store for me. But if it's anything like 22, I'm going <laughs> to have to buckle up. <laughs> I don't know. I think that is it for our podcast today. I liked the very flowy form of it. I don't have any bullet points in front of me. In fact, I just decided to grab that book as the thought came to my mind about a minute ago. But either way, this is episode 19 and in line with being grateful as I have the opportunity to reach another age. I want to say thank you so much to everybody that has listened to these podcasts so far. The feedback has been incredibly encouraging and I am so happy that I've been able to make people feel. I had one friend tell me actually this past weekend that the podcasts made her feel heard, which made me so happy. And yeah, I'm just really grateful that I've had the opportunity to help people in any capacity. And I'm really grateful to everybody that has helped me. So with that, I am Sammy St. Ledger. This is Trust Me, I'm a Novice. If you like the podcast, please give me a follow on Instagram at Trust Me, I'm a Novice. This podcast will be back next week for episode 20. And after that, we will be taking a two-week break. As always, trust me because I'm a novice.